Oi, 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 oi. Gana beta, kole la podcast go. Coming up in my culture story. This week marks the 14th anniversary of the national apology to the stolen generations. To introduce it, here's Kevin Rudd. I believe that. Today we honour the Indigenous peoples of this land, the oldest continuing cultures in human history. We reflect on their past mistreatment. We reflect in particular on the mistreatment of those who were stolen generations. This blemished chapter in our national history. The time has now come for the nation to turn a new page. A new page in Australia's history by righting the wrongs of the past and so moving forward with confidence to the future. We apologise for the laws and policies of successive parliaments. What a welcome. I'm Kato Muir and this is my culture story, a short podcast series devoted to sharing my culture with you, the listener. I'm a Ngalia man from the deserts of Western Australia. And in this podcast, I share my insights into Ngalia language, Ngalia country, Ngalia arts, Ngalia history, and generally discuss culture and relationships between Aboriginal people and the wider community in Australia. Well, I hope you enjoy it and we'll get on with the episode. Well, I've thought long and hard, how do you do justice to stolen generations, sorry, and all of those stories? And so in this episode, I'll be a little bit different. I'm going to refer you to a website. Stolen Generations Testimonies.com. And there you'll find the stories of all the, not all, but stories of people who went through this tragic period. This is an extract from a video on the introduction page. scalding hot water on a, on a child you're going to scar them for life you see and that's what happens when we were taken away as kids we were scarred for life my mother now is still she still don't talk she keeps everything inside most of the family just um just like to keep everything inside you know 
first thing of all is being separated from your family, your mum and dad. Some of my friends, they talk about how they grew up with their sisters and brothers, and we never had that. You know, around the age of age, I think we started to realise it wasn't mum or dad, it was nuns looking after us. And around 11, I started to think, who, the, who was I? Where I come from? Who am I? It's a terrible feeling, I tell you. I'd like to really find out who was the police that came out and, and took us away. To, just to, uh, uh, I suppose, get from them their feelings, their feelings of when they had to carry out their orders. They were ordered to take children away. I was a six-year-old. I remember the pain that when... When my mother was told that uh, the, by the police that uh, they were going to take my brother and I away, well, naturally a mother fights for her cubs, and naturally a cub doesn't wouldn't like to see their mother being, uh, you know, uh, hurt. These police, they got my uh, naked little feet pumping at their legs and also pulling and tugging and all sorts and crying. And, uh, I mean, people don't realise the real action uh, of um, being in that situation where... Uh, You're hurt, and and uh, that's um, those memories never leave me. But I'm a person. I fight on. I fight on for my people. Yes, just couldn't understand where was my mum? Why why wasn't she? Why wasn't she here? Because no one ever spoken about my mum, you know. And I started to think, you know, things like this. And then when, it, when I went back to the home, you know, the Kilimanjaro home, at night time, one of the girls said, we're talking about, I asked her about I said, you got a mum? And she said, yeah, we got a mum. And then she said, we go out to the peppercorn tree and put a cross under the peppercorn tree. She said, your mum will come. So we keep doing it every night and she never came. Mum never came. When I was 27, I went to a ladies' meeting one day and there was one Aboriginal woman in front of me. And when I checked out what her name was, it was the same as my birth mother. And I thought, can she be living here in Newcastle? And um, I waited till morning tea to go up to her because I used to be a very shy person. I didn't know how to say hello and 
sort of keep a conversation going. And I waited virtually till the end of morning tea and I went up to her and I said, um, I noticed your name. And she said, yeah, I'm Margaret. And um, she said, what's your name? And I said, Donna. And she said, where are you from? And I said, you know, my hometown, Edgeworth, where I lived. And she said, no, I mean, before that, where you been born? And I said, oh, Canamble. And she said, I know your mother. She said, we've been looking for you all these years. And she, she just lived five miles away from me. I'm tired of, of the government. Why? Why did they do it? Why did they take us? Uh, it took me a long time, about 20, 24 years to get back to where I'd taken from, Burrity. And uh, once I got down there, I asked, I asked my auntie, uh, where's my dad? She said, oh, he's passed away. And, and when she says she passed away, well, I said, why, why, what was wrong with him? He says, he's not a broken heart. I said, broken heart? I said, well, how can I drink? Then can I drink more? I was, I was so bad, suicidal. I drank and I didn't care who I was. I didn't know anything. Those are stories of the elders who are now many past, who are now part of the stolen generations. It has been 14 years since the apology and still the intergenerational trauma is with us. Still in Western Australia and elsewhere, they're still taking children away from their families. It makes you wonder when will this cycle of intergenerational trauma stop? I encourage you to go and visit the website stolengenerationstestimonies.com You'll hear stories of survivors and the foundation that runs it hopes that people will become engaged in the healing process. Kaluna, mola nago.
Dunham, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Please follow us on Facebook at My Culture Story and come to our website, myculturestory.com.au to find previous episodes and also sign up to our exciting new newsletter, a weekly newsletter that brings you what's happening around Australia in Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander affairs. Until next time, Balana, Mona Nyakul.